0: Welcome everybody to the IBN NFL Recap Show I'm your host, IBS Yeezus. We have We took a couple week hiatus Partly because, well, you know Once NFL season uh, Stops, I immediately go Into March Madness Prep And then, um, Joe Had to give his mind some time to rest <laughs> And process <laughs> the, This daily film There's a lot to go through But we are back Uh myself and Joe the Brain Mats, um, trying to give you guys updates, uh, live reactions, or just in general, reactions to all the news is going on this offseason. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about the three big trades that went through uh, so far this week, uh, the Cowboys' salary cap situation a little, and then um, just a the brief, like, overview of what we thought about the combine um i haven't watched a ton of it i haven't sat down and scouted any players or anything like that uh so it won't be super in depth or or it won't be a lot of substance behind my opinion but i'm gonna give it anyway because it's my show joe there we go um yeah joe welcome uh back um your boy staley made a splash i guess we can start with that yes which wasn't on my to-do list, but we can start with that. So the Chargers made a trade for the great Khalil Mack. His return I, to the AFC West. Who I love to call primetime Mack. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> which which I call him primetime Mack because I don't care what PFF says. I don't care what anybody says. Watched a ton of Khalil Mack. The guy is lazy 90% of the time. Except for when he plays in prime time, he is an absolute monster, and I stand by my statement that if Khalil Mack played with the same kind of motor that we see on like a Miles Garrett, he would probably be one of the best to ever do it. Like he's phenomenal, but he plays in spurts. Like visibly, plays in spurts.
1: I mean, the thing with him is obviously he can get away with that oh, a yeah. lot of the time. Like he's still a lazy Cleo Mack is still a very good player. It's just, yeah, he has one defensive player of the year award. If obviously I guess it's pretty tough with Aaron Donald these last few years, but he could probably be right up there right behind Aaron Donald. If he was playing primetime every single night, he's kind of a reverse. Was a reverse Andy Dalton reverse Kirk cousins. When the
0: lights come <laughs> yeah. on, he gets better. Oh yeah. When the lights come on, he's top notch, but, but there that's why we
1: need him on a contender so there
0: has to be some concern like coming off this he's 31 coming off this injury um he's constantly injured his last couple years with nagging injuries and then he had a major injury a lower body injury at that i mean there has to be some like concern that there might be drop off and i get where the charges are coming from with with needing to make a splash but i just feel like I, I wanna disagree and say that this trade wasn't necessary.
1: Oh, see, I, I definitely think it's necessary because just because of the division you're in. You've got to go up against Mahomes twice. You gotta go against now Russell Wilson twice. I mean, even Derek Carr, if you project that, you know, they'll add a speedy receiver, McDaniels will update the scheme a little bit there. So these are three at least above average two great offenses that you're gonna be facing. So I think, yeah, you got to be able to get pressure. We saw with the Bengals, the way you want to get after Mahomes is drop as many people as possible. That's easier to do if you've got two really good edge rushers. And also, he gets to be the number two edge rusher on this defense. You don't need him to get you 14 sacks. If he's getting 10 sacks, great, he's your number two. And, I mean, the price they paid I thought was pretty reasonable. It was, what, a second and a sixth, right? Do I have that right? Yeah. So, I mean you know obviously it's a lot less than the Bears paid for him back in the day. And then the Chargers have I can't remember exactly where they land, but they're top 5 I believe in cap room going into this off season. So
0: you Yeah, add him, and then I, think I guess now you
1: try to add a corner and you 100% find someone to play right tackle, but I think this is a good start to really give that defense what they need.
0: I'm just being pessimistic, I guess. I mean again, 31 coming off a lower body injury um, they can get out of 37 of the 84 million that he's due over the next three years by cutting him at the end of next season, they would save $37 million. Uh, but I, I just don't know if I'm like, if I've got the option of this trade for Khalil Mack or cool. signing Von Miller or Chandler Jones this off season, I'm probably going to go with Chan- Chandler Jones, honestly interesting uh, which is which is part of why i was like why 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 now why this why this move when you could i mean Chandler Jones would probably cost the same you can keep the draft picks um and and maybe but he's only that,
1: one year older that's you know that's yeah. fair
0: and and trade trade those picks for um for a corner. Or move up in the draft with those picks for somebody. like right, Giants think.
1: will give you James
0: Bradbury for a third rounder. So <laughs> we, I don't think anybody wants anything out of New York right <laughs> now. <laughs> but I, I just, I just, I get it uh, because from a, a scheme angle, um, Staley is very familiar with with um, Von Miller. So I mean, not Von Miller, with Khalil Mack. So there's probably right. that as well. He was an assistant in Chicago. But I feel like it's it's I feel like there's more gamble to this than what the reaction has been around the league and, and amongst pundits, which is weird for me to sound like I'm the pessimistic one because I'm the eternal optimist on pretty much everybody. But I'm just thinking from like I said, the injury history, uh, which this team is already a team that doesn't necessarily stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball either. And then you throw in the money that you're gonna have to pay and giving up. Uh, a second round pick and, and a sixth round pick. I just feel like you could. You, I don't feel like there's much drop off with uh, the risk of like taking Chandler Jones or Von Miller in this same spot without giving up picks.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. Like I obviously I think this is a significant upgrade for their team, but I, it's fair to question whether this was the optimal way to upgrade that part
0: of the team. Now. Chicago, man, the numbers that they that people were saying that they like they saved like a hundred million dollars wow. <laughs> by by dumping Khalil Mack, uh, just just a ridiculous amount of money, um, like for the rest of his duration of his contract or whatever. But they they are in a great spot to to do a full out rebuild if they truly want to. Um, the only about these kind of scenarios in the nfl i get a little scared when these things happen because people always tend to um to not be aggressive enough when they've Mm. got the draft picks when they've got the cap space and and really build something like um, i'm hoping this gm that they have um has a legitimate vision and is able to to pick the pieces that he needs and, and people are patient because it's going to take some time and if you're looking to fill gaps in everything but quarterback this is a great draft for that yeah i mean i think you know
1: like you said mac missed this last season and so that defense wasn't terrible you know it wasn't the classic <laughs> bears defense of even yeah. you know most of the last 10 years but it wasn't an awful defense yeah and like you said you're you're potentially selling high here. Obviously, I think there's a reasonable chance, especially, again, when you can't focus on him, that Mac bounces back here. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't going to be the case in Chicago. He was still going to be the guy teams were going to send double teams at. So, yeah, you get a second-round pick. Um, I Importantly, and I mean, maybe this is just every year now, so maybe it doesn't matter. But in another deep wide receiver class, you know, Allen Robinson's probably gone. He didn't seem to click last year with Justin Fields, so... Yeah, I think you got the whole focus has to be let's build up around Fields, and yeah, they got a lot of money. And realistically, if you're the Bears, you're not trying to contend this year. You're looking for probably the next two years after this one. You're hoping maybe Rogers falls off. But yeah, you want Fields to progress, and then yeah, you're contending a couple years down the line here. So I think it makes a lot of sense from them as well. I think this is a win-win trade overall. Yeah, I think if
0: you look at the in comparison to the other two trades as well, I believe this is definitely a win-win. Um, and again, the the Bears are doing it the way that I think you should if you are truly in the full rebuild, um, but also trying to give yourself um, a chance to acquire talent. Um, and with the cap space that they would now have, uh, they can plug in vets here and there to assist in certain areas. Um, and then again, this. It, to me, it's never if you're a team that doesn't have a lot of talent, it's never a bad thing to add cap space and add draft picks because all right. of that, and if, adds even luck.
1: though they're moving away from one of their most talented players, like you said, he's on yeah. the wrong side of thirty yeah. now. So yeah. your timeline probably doesn't really fit with what you want out of Khalil Mack right
0: now. And, and you do, you're doing him a favor as an organization yeah. trading him to a team that could potentially be a contender. So, yeah, I, and like I said, I'm just a little. Hesitant because of the injury history, and then just thinking like Chandler Jones, Ryan Miller, and, I, and I'm probably going to follow that for the rest of the year to see production-wise if those guys are kind of the same. Because then that's something that the Chargers might want to revisit and think about. Like even though they've got the cap, uh, the cap space financially, just thinking about what could have been if there's other little moves they could have finessed uh, by keeping that draft. To, to your
1: point, today. though, about being aggressive, like, yeah, we we can say like maybe Chandler Jones is a better move, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they're being aggressive when you need to be like, yeah, you don't wait. You have one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL and he's on a rookie contract. You have to go all in. This is the time to do it. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're doing what they should. You know, even if we can say, ah, maybe this is a B plus move instead of an A plus move. You know, I, I like the aggressiveness
0: course you have nothing negative to say about your boy staley anyway anyway super bowl champs next season look out never never especially if my if my buffalo bills get evan ingram who clearly isn't gonna do much
1: like (laughs) two weeks ago uh pff they posted something on twitter it was like you know who's set up best for the next five years and it was like the Bengals, chiefs chargers bills and I think it was the 49ers. It was like the five teams. And I, I said, um, I, you know, I've responded like a fool because then I got a bunch of angry Bengals fans at me that uh, it was the Bills because Kansas City and the Chargers are in the same division. That makes it tough. I was like, I don't trust the Bengals coaching. We don't know what the Niners really are yet. So I was like, it's the Bills. They're the, they're the team the next five years. They're in the best
0: spot. I'm glad you didn't tag me in that because I can tell you what the Niners are, and and we're better than all those teams, okay? <laughs> we just need a quarterback. Except for but the I, Bills, I, right?
1: What What is this? You're going to th- throw the Bills out here?
0: Look, man, my allegiance starts out west and moves east, so yes, the Niners go first. But uh, I was going to say that the Bengals fans have to, like, let me see what they do offensive line-wise. Um, yeah, they're also a team. A lot of cap room, so we'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll so I want I want to see what they do to protect uh, Burrow because again, like those, the man got sacked so many times, and we didn't do a Super Bowl recap. But I mean, even in the Super Bowl, the amount that of time second he, half. Yeah, he was getting hit, and it, and it's like you know, some I think sometimes fans don't really pay attention to to pressures and the contact that the quarterbacks take. That takes a toll on your body, because if you got sacked nine times, you more than likely got hit 15, 16 times, and so uh, in his case, in that second half, he was getting leveled, man, and then the the little things that he does, like letting uh, Aaron Donald literally push him out of bounds, or giving himself up to be shoved, like, just get down, bro. Like, I'm going to make a shirt and, and, and start a campaign, hashtag get down, Joe. Like just slide, <laughs> get out of bounds. Just stop taking unnecessary hits, man. Because it's gonna, ca- it's going to catch up to him, whether he likes it or not. I mean, that's what we saw with Andrew
1: Luck, obviously. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, my man, my man, Andrew Goodluck just just couldn't get it done. Uh, speaking of the Colts, uh, which is a good leeway into that, Carson Wentz. Uh, I am announcing on my show what I've already said in private and in the group. I am off the Wentz train. Um, if anybody sees my write-up of Carson Wentz, um, please do not bump that or post it. I don't think I I think I was smart enough and didn't put it in the group. I put it on my actual profile. <laughs> I was I it was a good write-up, man. It was a good write-up. It talked about how, how strong he was in his lower body, how he had a little bit of big bend in him because he was hard to bring down and his arm strength was was fairly solid, if not um grade a level and that the only concern i had was that he came from a system where they didn't ask a lot out of him but in the little bit that i saw in his arm ability it was nfl ready you know and i never talked about his mental um never thought it would come up but apparently this guy's a cancer (laughs) it doesn't seem good listen if frank frank wright There's, Mm -hmm. like, maybe three people in this world that love Carson Wentz. Me, Frank Wright, and his wife or girlfriend. Like, that's it. For Frank Wright to quit on him within a year is, you know, that little Facebook thing that they had with the red flags. There's got to be a (laughs) hundred. I was even shocked. I was like, yo. Like, I thought, you know. Releasing him was one thing, like releasing him because of finances, like because he was getting paid a lot and the production wasn't that all that great. Completely understand the business side of that, but to trade him and then have reports come out saying that he apologized to the owner for for sticking his neck out for Carson Wentz, it's it's a bad, it's some bad optics there.
1: I mean, the upside is. You know, I, I agree on the bad optics, but, you know, you've recovered something out of this. They they got the. uh Was it a second and a third round pick or is it two thirds and one of them can become a second, I think.
0: Is so it is. they got a third round. They got a second round pick, a third round pick. And then the 2023 third round pick yeah. escalates to a second round pick. If Wentz plays 70 percent of the snap, like that's. Is that, is that just the Wince clause? I've noticed. Which I, I
1: guess they're swapping second-round picks this year.
0: Yeah, they swap.
1: So it's not a straight getting three picks there. But, yeah, like, they're swapping picks, which is a move up for Indianapolis. And then you're potentially getting a second and a third. Like, considering, yeah, I think they probably would have cut him if they couldn't have traded for him. That's fantastic. And as a Giants fan, this is great. Washington couldn't get Russell Wilson, so they pivoted to this. Well Love they it.
0: they can't get Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has a no trade clause and, and he's right. not gonna Slight sign himself. So. <laughs> which which honestly, since, since again, this is my show. Let me just put that out there. I got friends, I got people that I you know, I think holly of on Facebook that are John Doe fans, and um I'm never calling them the commanders, maybe the commandos. There we go. They're commando fans. And I like it. They didn't seem to quite understand that Russell had a choice and he chose not to come to DC. It wasn't that Washington couldn't offer something like it clearly get, was willing to give the RG3 plus some price of multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks type thing. He just said no, which I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame anybody. I don't think I think if you had 32 32 spots Washington would come in like that thirty to thirty two range. Like it's a dysfunctional shit shithole. That, like I, seriously. is
1: can you think of another team right now that you would want to go to less than Washington? Like a franchise. Like regardless kind of your role. If you're gonna be the QB, the head coach, whatever, like is there a team you'd want to go to less?
0: I mean the the closest thing I could think of would be the Jets off the top of my head, because they're just absolutely hopeless. But at least in New York, like I don't have to deal with an owner that, or like that, that the constant like issues that the the John Does Commandos have yeah. had behind the scenes over the last two seasons is a problem, man. It's a problem. And you're telling me that Carson Wentz, who again his his own fucking father gave up on him, <laughs> Frank brought this man in, like Frank didn't bring him in, literally, but, like, he's been with him since he was a yeah. rookie, you know, um, thought highly of him, and he couldn't um, get around the attitude, or or his lack of professionalism, and all these other little things that they said about him in Philly, Frank couldn't get around that, so I'm supposed to expect that no nonsense, uh, Riverboat Ron is gonna take care of that, the staff is gonna make him better, like, and, and, and anyway, wow. don't get me wrong It's not a full loss For the uh, commandos Because they can get rid of Wentz With no penalties after this first season Like other than you know that That draft pick clause What, what would you put but,
1: the odds at That they that they still potentially Go QB at what is it 11, 10 or 11 I
0: think it's 11 Man Listen anybody drafting the first Round quarterback this year is Oh, I think it's crazy. Don't do it, yeah, especially like, if you're yeah, like in the like, top man, half, the first like, round. But seriously, there, there is limited talent. Like very limited talent. Like you would, you would be squeezing. Like you would think of this draft, like for the quarterbacks, as a lemon. We cut it in half. We squeeze it, and then we squeeze it even harder because <laughs> that's essentially what you. That second squeeze is what you're g- trying to get the talent. Like that's the talent you're trying to get out of this freaking draft class. Like it's, I don't, I don't even know who, who I would, who I would even take that chance on at, at number 11. No way. I mean, it, no it
1: seems like people, everyone's decided that someone, if it's Carolina, i Washington before this trade, probably. seems like someone's going to talk themselves into it. I, I think it's a bad idea This feels kind of like What was it The uh, Geno Smith Who was the Bills guy That went In the first round That year What was it What was his name He went to Florida State EJ Manuel Shut yeah. up Yeah Yeah
0: it was It feels I like like you for bring- like, like, like you For that up. Good. It's like Do they though <laughs> Jimbo 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 didn't even Give EJ A, a Like Boost at all He kind of just like he literally he was no he was he didn't he didn't directly call the guy sorry but he rushed to Jameis winston so fast <laughs> like everybody just knew that something had to be off ej Manuel, that was his name yeah he wasn't good at all um and i mean we'll we'll talk more about that when we get to the the draft part of the yeah. qbs but yeah i i would say that it's slim to none only because Ron Rivera doesn't strike me as the type of guy that um, thinks a rookie quarterback can come in and fix any problems, no matter how good he is. Like and this also this guy, just
1: does feel like this is a, kind of a lot to give up if you're also going to draft a QB.
0: Yeah, and, and I think Riverboat's got that old school Dicka, like old defensive coach type mentality where the quarterback's just there not to fuck it up. And then we'll just win, playing defense and running the ball.
1: I also uh, think Washington but, probably feels like they're closer to contention than they, probably either of us do.
0: Or not that they are, but they they definitely think that for sure.
1: Right, you win that. a division at seven and nine, and then think you're good. It's not a not the way to go.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, draft. I'm not draft. Uh, salary cap wise, this isn't as penalizing as as. NFC East fans try to make fun of the the Commandos for right. They can um, get out of it pretty easily. Yeah, and honestly, it's a big win for the
1: Colts though, in getting that off their books. And yeah, they have no, it's also, a big win for the Colts. A it's a big
0: win for the Colts for for the return too. Even if it's just a, a second swap and two third round picks, like <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good return for Carson Wentz so, right now.
1: Right now, who's your guess? Who's the the next?
0: one-year rental for the Colts. Is it Jimmy G? Is it somebody else? Jimmy G ain't going to be a one-year rental if he goes. Um He definitely doesn't want to be a one-year rental.
1: Does um, he have the
0: option, though? It, it depends. If they trade for him, then no. If we were to cut him, which right. I think we do have some flexibility in that, if we were to cut him, then he'll probably go for it. But as a trade, he's not going to go for a one-year rental. Um And. In that division, he'll probably be fine.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying is like Jimmy G. Even if he goes in with no guarantees, it's kind of like this is your best opportunity to like win. In general, like they've got a good O line. Pittman looked good last year. You got a good coaching staff. If yeah. you if you can do it, this is the shot. And if not, then once again, the Colts just kind of move on next year. If not, Frank
0: Wright's fired. Like, I, I don't think you're going to get Is that thin ice right Man, now. He, he, I,
1: they
0: gotta I mean, make the playoffs. think about but... it. They, they traded trade for Carson. That didn't work. He stuck his neck out for him. Now you're going to come back and try to do it another way. I think typically in a coaching t- coach's tenure, um, especially when you have the talent that they had last year, uh, if you don't make the playoffs and you don't get it right the year after that, you're typically gone.
1: It's interesting because yeah, hear- I, you could be right. Ursay was obviously everyone's heard he was livid after the that Jags loss to end the season. But like yeah. I think that's a good general GM staff with Ballard. I I think uh I I really like Frank Reich. He's top ten coach. I today. love Frank so, I love Frank. If and those guys Frank- get fired, man, I'd be I'm jumping on that if I'm a team that needs a coach. Or yeah, a GM. But, I mean-
0: isn't the the I mean he's a pill popping like lane. let's be honest about it I uh, I'll never forget that I mean he's a former addict uh which I'm not saying that like in a, in a like pick on him, pick on him type way but I mean like the guy's not usually in his right frame of mind when he's making decisions in the past like he's done some head scratching things in the past with talented staff talented players and uh, so it wouldn't be totally shocking for him to pull the plug. On Frank in a in a rage, which I'm hopefully hoping is sober at this point, but just in a rage, and um and moving on, I don't even know where they would go from Frank, but I would think again, I would think if you tell your boss like, hey, this is our guy, this is our guy, sure. and it doesn't I'm work out, trade a first round pick, yeah, coming, yeah, yeah, so it probably would be an issue, um, but yeah, I, I think this is a it's a trade that the Colts win Depending on who they get To to fill in this quarterback yeah. void And um, Jimmy G's obviously been getting talked about um, He will be available He's got, uh, I think, a shoulder surgery Or some kind of surgery Honestly,
1: I wouldn't hate it if they signed Mariota I still kind of think there's yeah. potentially a little something there I think he's at least competent
0: Yeah, no, I don't mind Mariota um, I, I think... Um, I think he's shown flashes in in um I was gonna say LA where where are the Raiders are they moving again <laughs> in Las Vegas uh he's shown flashes when they need him and if the main thing with the Colts from what if you look at the athletic report uh if the main thing is really about leadership then I think Mariota would definitely fit the bill because he, he's
1: I, I think he's kind of like a more talented Jacoby Brissett which. They yeah. seem to generally like his leadership, at least. And...
0: Yeah, they loved Jacoby, um, which was, wasn't that great on the field, but he was great in the locker room. And right, everybody was rooting for that's Jacoby. That's all you need. Yeah, sometimes that's all you need. Uh, I would love for them to give me uh, Buckner back in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> great, but I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so the last trade that was making headlines in a wave uh, is Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos now as a as a Giants fan are you disappointed that he didn't come to New York like everybody kept saying that was I mean, his destination listen, of- it
1: sounded great until you remember that Joe Shane comes in and says I gotta cut 40 million off of this salary on this team so if you're already cutting 40 million out and then you want to add Russell Wilson's contract there wasn't going to be a team left. And you weren't going to have the draft picks to fill it out because you would have had to trade all of them to get Russell Wilson. So, I love Russell Wilson. I always have. Uh, I thought it would have been insane for the Giants to try to do that. So, no disappointment there. And hey, I'm gr- I'm glad the Giants, the whole NFC East, we played the AFC West this year. We don't have to go through that gauntlet again till 2025. So, good luck to the rest of the NFL that, that has to go through them. I believe it's the NFC West. So Seattle will see Russell Wilson this year. So Godspeed to the West. They don't actually get to escape Russell Wilson. And uh, I mean, the wild thing is, though, I mean, based just just based on last year, obviously, you could argue it. The Broncos have the third best QB in the division. They have Russell Wilson. All
0: right. Well, that's wild. Let me just say, on behalf of the NFC West, nobody is afraid of Russell Wilson, okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll look forward to playing him. Even even my Niners, who never beat him, defensively, they usually have a decent game for three quarters. Um, but I know the, the Rams absolutely love seeing Russell Wilson, and so do the Cardinals. So um, that does not make anybody afraid.
1: Well, uh, but, to the point I, that RC posted, I forget who's. I think I can't remember who actually made the point, but he posted the thing where someone talked about how, you know, Staley's defenses in his one year at the Rams completely shut down Russell Wilson. Yeah,
0: which, because of fucking. Which Aaron is Donald. what the Rams did again yeah. this year. Yeah, it's, and then, it's, Aaron, it's always been Aaron Donald. He he single-handedly beats the um. I, and it's and it's wild to me. And and if you go back. And look at um, the, the preseason show. I had yeah. said that uh, the, the NFC West is one of those strange divisions where uh, rock will beat scissors, scissors beats paper, yeah, and paper yeah. beats rock. Like, it always happens that way. And for some reason, you can go all the way back to the Steven Jackson, Jeff Fisher tenure. The Rams <laughs> have always beat the Cardinals—I mean, the Seahawks consistently. Like, even when they were the Legion of, of Boom— and but. nobody could go into there and beat and go into Seattle and win. Them, them bastards would go in there and make it an ugly game and win, like, 12-10 somehow, like something wild. And then once they got Aaron Donald, they've never had interior blocking to stop him. And he just absolutely mauls them, whereas when Aaron Donald plays the Niners, you hardly hear his name called. I don't know what we do differently. <laughs> I mean, but— he, you, he well, barely, you have a better he,
1: offensive line for one, but
0: yeah, well we do. But schematically, and also—he's scheming
1: up stuff to try to get it out of the QB's hands quick, where Russell wants to hang back there and make the big play, oh, yeah, that's and true. that's not—that's not good when Aaron Donald's coming for you. That's true. But also, you got you have Patrick Graham, who the one time the Giants played Seattle, I—I I don't think we played them this year, but two years ago we went in there with Colt McCoy, at Seattle, and we won that game because. He flustered Russell by dropping a bunch of guys in the coverage. So, I mean, there's a reason Josh McDaniels chose Patrick Graham because the system that he runs is the one that's shown the most success against Mahomes types and now Russell Wilson as well. So I I think the Raiders are obviously in trouble here, but defensively, they're going to be running the right strategy for facing these guys. So I mean the Broncos should be excited because this is a huge upgrade. But I still think you look at this team, this is probably the third best team in that division. I mean, maybe the whole division makes the playoffs because why not? But you know, I, I wouldn't be jumping too high for joy. If I'm a Denver Bronco fan,
0: second best team in the division all because what? they got Jerry, Judy rice. That's right. Jerry, Judy rice. <laughs> Remember the name. He's going to eat still, this still, year. still
1: holding on to that one. You still think he's better than CD lamb. What?
0: I, yes. I remember
1: that. I remember those guys I was listening to you guys. Yes. I was like, no, and, it's and I'm not I'm not and letting You guys go. are like throwing shade wait, at Justin Jefferson. Yep, I was this is madness.
0: Until, well, yeah, well, the Jefferson thing, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I formally apologize for that, although I think that goes without saying I was wrong, okay? All right? I don't want to talk about who I who I like was adamant I would pick over him. It wouldn't have been, uh, was it Rager? Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Rager. No, it wasn't him.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, none of us have to apologize for Jalen Rager, except for the Eagles front office.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, I I stand by Jerry Judy is one of the most exciting players with the ball in his hands at wide receiver. Yards after the catch, he's he's fantastic at it. Has great vision, and he finally has a quarterback that's gonna get on the ball so he can display that. Although he did all right with Teddy Bridgewater, but I mean, can't... when he's on the field, Jerry Judy is good. Yeah, can't nobody do anything with Gotta Drew. Him and
1: Sutton—that's kind of the problem. Is they? It's been a struggle to keep all those guys on the field. I will say, trading Noah Font kind of works out because it gives those receivers more to work with. And Russell Wilson's never really liked tight ends for whatever reason. Yeah, so, gonna, I know.
0: um, I will also say too that uh, DK Metcalf is definitely out of there. He he was already beefing with Russell towards the end of the season anyway. There's nothing uh, Gino Smith and drew lock can do for him. DK is a full fledged diva at receiver. So, uh, Godspeed to whoever picks him up. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping you're willing to throw him the ball 25 times a game. Um, just to appease him and his temper. Um, Tyler Lockett, I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Lockett finds his way back to Russell Wilson at some point. Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know how they would do that, but I just wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but not involved in the trade. Uh, Seattle, obviously, in the rebuild, got rid of Wagner, um, which I'm hoping will pick him up. Um, now, he will be coveted in the division. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone with any yeah. cap
1: space is hoping they're picking up Bobby Wagner, because he's yeah. still a top 10 linebacker. I mean, obviously, we're not talking um, about like yeah. linebackers like Parsons, who are going to get you 12 sacks. But you talk about just your stop the run, cover tight ends, cover the middle zones. I'm talking about those guys, he's still one of the best.
0: Yeah, and um you know, I guess we could go ahead and talk about the actual picks involved. So this is this is John Elway's thing. I mean he kinda did this for Peyton. Well and- remember
1: it's it's George uh, George Peyton now running the team now instead of Elway, which is why they seem competent. Mm, this Do you think I- John, John Elway's not trading for a quarterback who's under six foot. He's like he wants some six five and above.
0: Man, that band was somewhere <laughs> he's somewhere around there still uh still giving his, his uh nah, he's, okay. he's
1: showing up hungover every day like when before us. <laughs> that's what John always doing. He
0: was he was really tired, okay? An excuse that all of us alcoholics and degenerates have used <laughs> before. So <laughs> but I was um, tired. Why? Was I was
1: t- up all night drinking, but that's not the point.
0: <laughs> so let's see. Uh they got Two players. I'm not counting Drew Locke. So they got Noah (laughs) Fant Shelby Harris. A 2022 first round pick, 2023 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick, and a 2022 fifth round pick, and a 2023 second round pick. I I forgot. You know what my favorite part of this whole trade is? What?
1: So the biggest get that Seattle gets back is this year's pick because you assume you're not picking the top ten. You're not getting a top ten pick with Russell Wilson now in Denver. So get the number nine pick. Good pick. If they had never made the Jamal Adams trade, they would have the number 10 pick. Yikes. Like, that trade was so bad. They traded two first-rounders for a run-stopping,
0: blitzing safety. I forget all about that. Just like I always forget that Jamal Adams is a safety. I always think he's a linebacker. I mean, he um, plays more like a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> especially oh, in I am going to for uh for our toss up Tuesday next week I'm going to post uh Jamal Adams quote like before the season like how you no know, people were sleeping on him and then LeBron James keep that same energy quote and see who had who had the worst take before <laughs> an absolute awful season for their team now he, well in Jamal Adams case for him personally it wasn't that great either but just you go from I'm the best player in the league I'm the best safety in the league your team is literally under 400, <laughs> and then you're LeBron, and you're like, keep that same energy back in like October, and now you're losing to the fucking who did they lose to the other night? And I was like, what is going on? It's oh, hard the to Rockets. It's keep track of who yeah. they
1: lose to because yeah, they so lost to, to the
0: Rockets. <laughs> oh awful. yeah, no, that's that's a bad one. It's awful, but expectations going into next season, you get me Mc... wait. Did they get McDaniels back? Who's the Broncos? Right, what, no, they got the they got the offensive they got one of those offensive guys from uh the Packers. The, that sounds right. I think. Yeah, so. the Broncos did. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking McDaniels. McDaniels Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's a Hackett.
0: It. Yeah. Yeah, Hackett. All right, so they get um they bring him in first year coach, veteran quarterback, talented offense, and regardless of whether Von Miller is there or not, which. Wouldn't be shocked if he found his way back. But regardless. I, I hadn't considered
1: that. I guess that's yeah, a possibility.
0: I wouldn't I count it out. But regardless, this defense has always been very talented. Um, they will miss Vic Fangio, though. Uh, oh, the, for sure. I, mean, still,
1: for I, I was obviously, along with probably everyone who had an open defensive coordinator job, was hoping to get Vic Fangio, which yeah. we'll see if he comes back next year as a DC or if he's going to hold out for another coaching job. But yeah, he's, he's a, a genius.
0: I think he's an I mean, Patrick advantage.
1: Sertan, though, I'm really high on him. I think he's good was a good rookie. He's going to be even a, better.
0: He has an intangible that you don't see anymore, and that's great ball skills, um, which mm-hmm. is hard Definitely. to find. Even, I mean, even uh, Diggs, bless his heart. I love Diggs. He's, he's a great player. But his ball skills are not as great as people. Do. Just because you get interceptions doesn't mean you have great ball skills. Uh, if, if people um, throw at you 12 times a game, you you got to catch yeah. some of them. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, and I'm not picking at him. I'm just saying there's. I mean, yeah, what what he did
1: interception wise was incredible. I think it was ridiculous. He was an All Pro, but that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's a difference between, you know, I think Diggs is good ball skills, but yeah, Sertan is on another level just in general. Yeah. I
0: think as as a yeah. corner going forward. Yeah, he's. I think he's up next for for our lockdown corner. Uh, talk, which that Broncos defense has has always excelled when they've had that type yeah. of player. So, um, and that's dating back to the Elway years. So, um, that'll be great for them. Um, Seattle, I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised Pete Carroll staying. I really thought if Russell Love he would leave.
1: Yeah, I guess you know it seems like some of the conflict was between them, at least stylistically. At minimum, but it is surprising that they're going full rebuild. And I mean, what is he, 70 years old now?
0: Yeah, he's like, seven. Pete is up there. Yeah. Yo, so Tyler Lockett signed a new deal because he thought Russell Wilson oh, was no. uh, going to stick around. And so did Chris Carson. Dang, man, that sucks. That sucks. Well, maybe they'll. Find a trade package for Deshaun Watson, which is still a possibility. I haven't looked into his legal matter, uh, but I think they're due for court tomorrow.
1: That, um, I, I saw something today. It said you know, ten teams or whatever are monitoring the situation. Although oh, yeah. I yeah, everyone's monitoring it. Yeah, the, the
0: shoot the minute the minute is settled. They will have mad calls for trades. And then you you know,
1: one team is definitely all in, and that's Carolina because every one of those guys. I mean, I guess the GM's pretty new still, but Matt Rule's going to be pushing that hard because his job is is gone if they don't see a huge
0: improvement. Matt Rule is an idiot and should stop quoting Jay Z. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to let that go. I'm I'm never going to let that go. Um, you don't want to no, see Deshaun see. with Matt Rule and Bob McAdoo? No, hell no, dude, <laughs> man. God, where, where did Joe Brady go? Did he? He's he still available? I he think
1: he signed on as an assistant somewhere. I'm I looked up. They did Joe. And Brady. He's the QB's coach for the Bills now. Oh! I'm back, baby. Because, That's right. They just yeah bump up Ken Dorsey, sign Joe Brady on like that. That's yeah. coaching staff is still really good even though yeah. they lost. I think one of the best OCs around.
0: That's fine. I mean, still got one of the best quarterbacks around, obviously and <laughs> Brady. So that's all that that's all that matters. You know my bills are looking good. They're looking good. Um, uh, last thing we'll cover, uh, something that's near and dear to me because the Cowboys are my side check. Uh, more so because I like trolling, but also just because, honestly, it, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, I don't know if pe- if you, you probably did because you're a movie nerd, but you remember Ali where um, Joe Frazier pretty much, in, in the Joe Frazier in that movie pretty yep. much came to Will Smith and was like, I need you back because basically I need a dance partner. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't, doesn't, I'm not validated unless I beat you. And that is how I feel about the Cowboys. So I need Dallas to be good because no matter what, when when we beat Dallas, it makes me feel better. I want to beat them at their best, like this. See, year, I just want to beat them. So I, yeah, I need to see, if We can return yeah, but, to the Dave Campo, Carter Yeah, you're in the division. I get <laughs> I only get to play Dallas once every like four to five years unless we meet in the playoffs. Right, so right. I need them to be at their best. I need that hope to be high because when we do beat them, especially in situations where we're the underdog, it gives me, like, just the satisfaction. It literally warms my heart, like when the Grinch's heart grew. That's exactly how I feel uh, when when we beat Dallas and, and the excuse. I mean, did
1: you feel better? I, I guess you probably did, but did you feel better beating them or beating Green Bay?
0: Oh, God, it was Green Bay this year just because okay, we, we didn't one. score an offensive touchdown. Now, it, just the fact that we literally <laughs> – beat them without scoring a touchdown. And my my homeboy is a Packers fan had texted me before the game, good luck. And I was like, yeah, same to you, considering that we always handle you guys post, like, in the 21st century. I was like, if this was in the 90s, I'd be worried. I was like, we've had no problems with you guys uh, since the turn of the century. He was like, okay, we'll see. And, like, just he hasn't talked to me since that game. I kid you not. He has not talked. He won't answer my text, so it's great. Uh, But the Cowboys, this is more so about their fans, how they do, how the team does business, less about Jerry Jones' extramarital uh, love child because it's Jerry fucking Jones. I'm surprised there's only one, if there is only one, okay? So Jerry's a wild dude. I appreciate everything he does. But let's talk about the business. The Cowboys are once again, once again, franchise. To me, franchise tagging somebody that is probably one to two million off of their expected cap value or expected uh, market value, one to two million off. They're franchise tagging him for what? I don't know, but they're setting him up. They're setting Dalton Schultz up again, like they set up Dak, like they set up Zeke, like they set up Amari, like they set up Demarcus Lawrence, and every other person that they franchise tag allowed them to bump their market value up substantially, and then overpaid them the next season only for them to be past the playing level that would have warranted the pay increase that they had. And then people go, they're overrated. They're overrated. They're trash. Like, bro, what are we doing? Just just give these people the one to two million more that they want. I highly doubt that Dak Prescott went into there uh, went into those meetings and demanded $40 million. He probably wanted like 35, 36 at that time. Well,
1: plenty of us were saying like a year earlier, like just give him the like mid to low 30 number. Yeah. He's, he's top 10. Maybe he's yeah. not top five, but if you can find talent, which Dallas, that's the one thing they are really good at. They find talent. Now how yeah. they handle it obviously is less than ideal, but if you can find talent and you have a top 10 QB, you can win. And also, as a a Giants fan who's watching Leonard Williams make 20-plus million a year, (laughs) I can definitely relate to tagging someone and then having to pay them way too much because they have a career year, which Dalton Schultz is set up to have. Michael Gallup's gone. Amari Cooper is going to be gone. If you're getting rid of two of the top three receivers, and then you have this tight end who I believe he broke 1,000 yards, didn't he, this season?
0: He's the only player on their team receiving wise, that I think was over a thousand yards or at least over 900 yards. Um, and, Which, and normally I'd he, say he's
1: due for like a come down, but if you're getting rid of, yeah. I guess he was 800 yards this year. All right. 800 yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah. Normally I would be probably be like, that's a career year. Maybe don't give him a ton of money, except he's set up to having an even better year next year. Cause there's less mouths to feed.
0: Yeah. And, and um I just think that, you know, the Cowboys, philosophically, are not the same team that they were um, under Jason Garrett in the run game or the passing game, and I also think that if your fucking quarterback has somebody that he likes, you should pay them, and that would be Dalton Schultz in this whole scenario. The guy has 71% uh, completion percentage when targeted by Dak Prescott. It's the same as when I was arguing with uh with one of our friends about how um the most important person in the Bucks offense was probably Andy uh Andy, Antonio Brown and um mm. and what's his name? Uh God because of yeah, because of the percentage, the completed percentage when he's targeted and the most in the targets that they were getting. Like that to me shows that this person is relevant. Has nothing to do with with um With coverage because you would think if i can google that then so are the people watching the games literally for a living so they know he's going to get the most targets and they still can't stop it because of the chemistry that he has with the quarterback that's dalton schultz right now um amari cooper's overrated he was overrated when they gave him that big payday but they they did it on the hopes that you know he would excel as a wide receiver one and I can't say that he's truly the wide receiver one in that in that system. No,
1: I I think CD, if he hasn't already, he's he's going to overtake
0: him, which yeah. I, I think he probably has this season. You should not like and I like Dalton Schultz, don't get me wrong, um, from yeah. a receiving standpoint. But if you said I got CD, I got Coop, I got Gallup, why is my tight end getting so much love? Uh, and and that's something that I think they need to address as well, which probably starts at the offensive line. But the one thing I wanted to harp on um, outside of telling Cowboy fans that you really need to stop acting like every person that does something good on your team doesn't deserve to be paid. They do. You people are just two years too late paid.
1: Well, you know, the one guy that always defend getting paid, well, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them will defend getting paid is Zeke Elliott. They're still like, hey, man, we're at our best when we run 20 times with Zeke. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you're (laughs) at your best because you're winning those games, and that's why he gets 20 carries. Because when you give Zeke 20 carries, it's not because you're trying to optimally score the most points. It's because you're trying to run clock. Because he's just – he's not at that
0: level anymore
1: because he's a running back, and that's what happens.
0: So listen, listen, listen. You're not going to come on my show – and go against the one thing that I campaign on every time. <laughs> all right, running backs matter, okay? Do they though? They do. They do damn it! You just need that's, to that's pay why, them when they matter. They. That's, that's the why only...
1: McCaffrey and the Panthers have just been
0: going off the last two years. Yeah, but that's the only. That's the thing. Like, except for Derrick Henry, all of them don't really make any money, or they don't reach their value after they've been overused for their rookie contracts.
1: Right. Like, that's the whole point. Like uh, there's a better argument to be made to draft running backs in the first round that I think than there is to give them like $15 million. I still don't think it's back. a good argument. I still give don't more- think you should do it, but like there's a better argument because their first five years are their best years.
0: I think they should get paid more money up front or, or more guaranteed money. I also think that something needs to be done when you look at the usage percentage God, poor Christian McCaffrey. I, I had said that shit his rookie season. I said, this guy is like 55% of their offense. If you factor in running and receiving, like nobody in the NFL can sustain having the ball in their hands that long, that many times. I mean,
1: even Derrick Henry we saw yeah. this year.
0: Nobody. Yeah, you're going to eventually just naturally fall apart. Uh, Zeke and Le'Veon Bell were my two examples back then. I was like, these guys are like 37% of the offense and they're running in between the tackles. Like they're, they're, the brunt of their offense is is them running the ball. Like it's just not, it's not sustainable. And Zeke, bless his heart, tried to get paid early, but I think he had, they had a fifth year option on him. And that was what the fight was about with him holding out, but that didn't help him uh, to the fans. And then they kind of smeared him (laughs) publicly like, just because that's the business side. I mean,
1: I don't think he needed that much help getting smeared, but...
0: Yeah, it's something about it's something about professional sports where people just always think that these owners or, or the people who write the checks are always right and, and everybody else should just shut oh, up and
1: play. The, the, yeah, that's the d- definitely one thing. I think we, we're seeing it change a little bit. I mean, if you look at how... I mean, well, obviously, this is not a baseball podcast, but yeah, I know. most people took the player's side, and I think for the most part, rightfully so, in that.
0: That's because so. there's only 10 of us that are fans, and we, we actually like, watch the game. Like Baseball fans are probably some of the most knowledgeable because it's kind of like a cult following. So like, most baseball that's fans, true. that's all they really do. Whereas a lot of football fans watch NBA uh, or, or other sports, and they have other things going on, so they're not always in tune with the nuances of salary cap and the business side of the NFL, right. well, which when I encounter most fans, that's kind of where they struggle at. They don't I mean, really e-
1: even on a like a fantasy level, there was one year where I legitimately did fantasy baseball and stuck with uh-huh. the whole year. And I knew so much more about baseball because I did that football. Yeah. You can honestly win a fantasy football league and not pay that much attention. Now it's luck. Damn. It's not generally, you're not generally going to win your league if you do it that way. But yeah, you get like, if you drafted, you know, Cooper cup in the sixth round, you might've won your league this year. Like, Baseball, it doesn't work that way. Like you have to to know baseball, you really have to pay attention. So props to all you people who actually do that. I I don't have it (laughs) in. But the thing with the thing with the Cowboys is, again, so good at finding talent. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, it's like you're franchising your QB. You're having to trade first round picks for wide receivers, and then the guys that you extend quickly, you got Zeke Elliott, and then you got like Jalen Smith, who's already gone now. Like, the first guys you give contracts to extend should not be linebackers and running backs. That's just you're doing it wrong.
0: Demarcus Lawrence is 12% of their salary cap right now. 12%. So we're talking about cap hits as they stand right now.
1: They're saying he might be gone, right? Because he's refusing to... Yeah,
0: because he ain't taking no pay cut. I don't blame him. I don't blame him because at the time he got that contract, he was a top-five edge rusher. So... I would make him, I would hold him on it, too. Like, you're going to have to cut me. Um, But as it stands, the, um, if the Cowboys cut him, all right, I'll I'll get to that later. But as it stands, the top four cap hits for the Dallas Cowboys right now, DeMarcus Lawrence, $27 million, 12%. Amari Cooper, $22 million. That's 9%. Dak Prescott, he's gonna stay, so we're not gonna count him. Zeke right. Elliott, 18.2 million cap hit this year, 8%. So
1: what what's it, the savings if they got rid of got rid of Zeke? I'm trying to look this up too. I'm on I Hell
0: I'm looking, but the hell if I know because Oh now that they know, still lose twelve million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say I don't I don't know the the way it's, it's the, the structure of his cap or well, of his what's uh, total contract. Paul,
1: what's it what's like, his cap hit? It's like a million and a half or something stupid, right? Yeah. God. Yeah, it's his cap hit is one point one million. He is as good as Zeke Elliott. And and I'm
0: just saying it's just bad it's this is the product of bad business.
1: Well it well, they're bad. also talking about Lyle Collins could be like on the move or something. I thought yeah. I saw.
0: Yeah. They want to move Collins in, in a trade. I mean, I'm sure people are, are looking, because he's talented. I would oh, take he's, him. He's, he's still good. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm sure someone will probably take that. But, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. love it if you're like, we're going to get rid of our number two and three receivers, potentially our one of our better DNs, and then our right tackle. Like, that <laughs> doesn't make me feel great if I'm a Cowboys fan. I mean, it might work out fine. They're in the NFC East, but... Oh, it's, you know, if, it's if mike mccarthy's my coach i want to have the maximum amount of talent so
0: yeah and the the cool thing about this for the cowboys is um i, I say this wholeheartedly if you don't need a quarterback this is a good draft for you <laughs> okay that is true which
1: mm-hmm. i mean as a giants fan i'm i'm hoping someone i mean we do probably need a quarterback we'll see with daniel jones it's I think Daniel Jones is probably like he's kind of a Mariota maybe, where it's just like he, you can get by with him if everything's perfect. But, but yeah, I'm hoping someone just takes the plunge. Like I want the yeah. Panthers at six, take a QB. Like let's go, give, <laughs> give me the best possible player at seven.
0: Oh my god!
1: So for our Houston, back- just so do it. Davis Mills is trash. Take Malik Willis.
0: You want to just. <laughs> go through our top 5 quarterbacks in the draft then since you're gung ho about somebody maybe just taking the lead Oh I I don't
1: think they should. I'm
0: rooting for Now I'm just saying backs. like rooting for. It. Yeah, you're rooting for chaos. I don't think who, who is
1: your top QB right now? I I'm still early in it. I could change, but
0: I I have like literally if I if I had a gun to my head and I'm picking without looking at film, I'm probably going to go with Pickett.
1: Pickett? Okay.
0: Yeah. And then, I... and it's just, it's just because um, of the of Pickett Riddle um, and I keep calling them Riddler <laughs> <but> <laughs> Riddle or Ritter sorry um, Willis and uh, Coral I like Coral and House but out of those five I've seen Pickett complete what I consider to be NFL like throws more that's consistently nice. than everybody else because I, I watched a lot of Pitt. Uh so that's that I. And I'll talk about this when we do our um our draft show. But like when it comes to certain positions, there are certain things that I look for um, in that player that lets me know that they can be successful at the NFL level. And with quarterbacks, and you know this, like I love arm talent, and it doesn't have to be big arms like Josh Allen, but you need to be able to throw outside the hashes with some velocity and and downhill and and to the point where corners can't break on the ball jimmy g does not possess the skill
1: (laughs) (laughs) the problem as we as we definitely saw in that green bay game yes god
0: so but yeah i was it would be him who's yours
1: so my caveat here is i i do not expect this guy to ever be a top 15 qb but out of of all these guys maybe maybe coral win me over maybe Pickett will i i don't think it's gonna be Howell or probably not a I think Ritter. I think Ritter's going to be in the league in 10 years. He's the only guy in this class where I'm like, that guy will be there in 10 years. Will he be a starter? Probably not. But I just look at him. He's good at processing the game. As we saw at the Combine, which I think most people knew already, he's fast. Mm. Like He's obviously not an elite scrambler. But if he's got open field, he can take it. The problem is his ball placement is not always ideal. And – you know, can he improve that? Maybe. I, Josh Allen's given everyone with bad ball placement it's like dreams of improving. Watch your mouth. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think Ritter's going to be around. I just don't know if, you know, is he like Alex Smith on KC? Is he Andy Dalton? Like, that might be who he is. Like, athletic enough, smart enough where you can win if everything's right. But that's kind of it. Because all these other guys, I'm just like, Sam Howell takes sacks like a madman. So does Malik yeah. Willis uh pickett I, I could pickett's in there he's in the contention you know despite the tiny hands and then
0: uh <laughs> you or daniel jones daniel jones is your quarterback so don't talk about No, tiny I know that, hands. that's
1: the thing when everyone's like he's got tiny hands it's like all right well did he fumble a lot no yeah. well, then i probably wouldn't worry about it that much i mean he's wearing gloves he's already wearing gloves so he's he's yeah. used to playing that way so i'm not worried about that with pickett and then Coral, I gotta dig into more. Maybe Coral wins me over, but I knew it was a bad sign when you told me you weren't into Malik Willis, because I was like, all right, if, if Mister <laughs> like Talent and Tools
0: guy is not feeling yeah. it, then I probably shouldn't be either. Yeah. So next next episode, um, we will do we'll do our top five quarterbacks, and then um, what I usually do is top five quarterbacks that you have. You can rank them. We'll rank them. Um, and then we'll do a dark horse that's not necessarily on most people's boards. Uh, believe it or not, Davis Mills was one of my dark horses. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, for he was. Like, Yeah, they had the talent to to get it done but wasn't on the board. So I was very happy to see him have finally find some limited success, but still, it was good to see that. So uh, we'll be back with that next week. Uh, in the meantime, Joe, thank you again. Um, I will catch you next week. Hopefully, Staley. Stays out the way. (laughs) All right? All right. Take care. Later.